good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is Real Estate Marketing Dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now, please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. All right, folks, we are back. Uh, where we're going to be talking about today is a very, very important topic, especially for all those that are trying to obtain the title of the uh, next digital mayor of your town. And I want to um, introduce our next guest with a little bit of an introduction. And I want to give you guys a quick brief story is that when I got into content creation, I did what you're absolutely not supposed to do if you were to follow it by the book. And I thought that if I just wrote a bunch of cool articles that had really, really good content, that everyone and their mother would all suddenly just start following me and just, just go on. I was creating content that I thought was cool, not necessarily what people were actually <clears throat> typing into YouTube or Google or anything like that. And guess what happened? Absolutely fucking nothing because I wasn't creating content that people search for. So what today's show is going to be on is going to be just on... What do you create video content on? What kind of content should you create? Because the truth is, is we should reverse engineer our content creation. We should be creating content on stuff that people are typing into YouTube and Google and all the search engines. So well, who we have on today is this is actually a company. We have like their top dude. This dude's like not even in the same country as we are right now. He's like overseas. And this guy's like a, this guy's a genius. And it's one of the very first uh, keyword research companies that I used to be a subscriber for. And they're called SEM Rush. And they focus on keyword research. Basically, it's a software that tells you exactly what the hell to create content on so that you don't waste your time. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest today. And that's what we're going to be talking about is hyperlocal search and what to create content on. Mr. Fernando Angulo. I say it right? That's perfect. Yes. Yeah. You say it right. Hi. Please, please uh, give a quick introduction to our listeners a little bit about who you are and let's get right into this um, and figure this shit out. Yeah, perfect. Well... I'm Fernando Angulo, head of uh, communication that's SEMrush. Uh, well, you say SEMrush in Europe is SEMrush. And we are a platform, an online platform for getting better your online visibility, for making better your online visibility. As you mentioned, yes, uh, our main focus was keyword research, but that's something really basic, like 10 years ago. It's still very important. The content creation is more important right now. The tone of voice, the in intent of the search um, person, also how you are organizing the whole content that you are creating is good for Google, is good for people. So we are creating more and more tools right now, uh, more advanced than only keyword research. Keyword research is the foundation, is the, is the, is the basic. We are sure. doing that, you know, of, co of course. And I've been working for the, for the company around eight years now. So, yes, I, I, was, I was at the beginning of the company when we only had keyword research, our uh, main databases for, for Google. Right now, we don't have only two tools. We have 48 tools. So, yeah, we, we, we grew a lot. Yeah, wow. Okay, well, I'm going to learn a couple of new things today, too. So, let's start at the very, very beginning and why this is important. And we're going to speak, uh, I know you're very high-level individual. We're going to focus today's conversation on for real estate agent lenders, hyper local search. So let's start at the very beginning here. Here's why hyper local is so important. At least what I see. Okay. Tell me if I'm wrong. You're the expert. 
Hyperlocal search, because it's probably one of the last few key terms that you could really rank for, because it's not generalized. When I say hyperlocal, you want to be super duper specific. Yeah. So can you define like, and let me give people a, a quick briefest, a brief rundown and put it in their words so they understand it. People can go online to look for real estate for sale today, right? They could go yeah. on to Zillow and they're not going to look on any of your guys' sites. Trust me, you're not going to compete against a 500 pound gorilla. But what you can do is create content that Zillow doesn't have, like hyper-focus search. So I'm in San Diego, and uh, there's a search that people would probably look up, like homes west of the five in Del Mar. That's very, yeah. very specific. So I want you to go through, uh, Cam, on a really dumbed-down level, why is it so important to get so, so specific? And what do we mean by hyper-local search? Well, when we're talking about hyper-local in terms of SEO, we're talking about long tail keywords. So the phrase needs to be really long, really specific. How um, people are searching right now is uh, through questions, through very specific uh, requests that they are doing on, on search engines on Google. For example, most of the people are not only looking for apartments, uh, Seattle's or houses, California. They are very specific because they already know what they want. They investigated already where they want to find, how many meters they want to uh, acquire the apartment. They have already the knowledge. So for the intent of buying a house, they need to put that sentence. Price for the house and the street, wherever. And also, one important thing here is to add the comparison keyword. So there are different, different triggers in, in SEO that are really great for companies to use because people are using these triggers a lot. For example, the first one is the comparison keyword. So the comparison keyword as versus or comparison or price. When people are typing price in the search engine, Google is going really crazy because he understands that people are about to buy something or they have the willing to acquire something and they're going to show you a beautiful feature snippet or a beautiful snippet of table that will tell you, okay, in this street, the price is this one. In this other street, the price is this one. And here are the details of the two houses. So if, if the company, if the startup or whatever, the, the lender, they have the possibility to create content specifically using these keywords, comparison price, that will be perfect to have this type of results. So, so we, if you use the keywords comparison and price, you're saying inside of the content you're creating, those are keywords that get better results than not using them? Yes, yes, definitely. Can you give yeah. me a, can we go, let's go a little bit further. That, that, folks, that's huge. Like, all right, so let's, let's go like super into it just so the audience here understands it. So if I wanted to compare, the word compare. So the cost of living compared in Del Mar versus Encinitas. Yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah. and would you use versus? Yeah, any, any, any comparison trigger word. Ah, uh, got it, okay. Yes, yes, we're, we're talking about keywords, not about uh, exact match phrases, right? Yeah. We're talking about keywords. So any comparison uh, trigger keyword are, 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 are the good ones for boxing deals, I, I, will, I will say. So when you are creating content in your H1, you can put the name of, of your property, the street of your property, and then uh, compare to, I don't know, the next street or the best street in the area 
because people are searching for that as well. This street compared to this one, in terms of, I don't know, ecological situation, in terms of how far from the local transport it is. So all these aspects are good to have in one single page of frequently asked questions, for example. This is a perfect type of content that um, companies um, that are working with real estate ca can create. Actually, I, I have really good examples when people are searching for a new apartment. So you need to have the profile of the person who is gonna be your client. It's a single mom, it's a family with kids, it's, I don't know, a freelancer that is gonna be inside of the, of the house the whole day. So for all these people, you create those profiles and you have to know, you have to create their uh, the profile based on how many hours they're gonna spend at home, if it's a freelancer, if the kids, they are uh, kindergartens, they are public schools around, how far, so all these questions that people can ask and people are asking, how far is the school from the house on the street, that one. So there you have a hyper-local uh, search query. And you can create, if you are the owner of, of that property, you can create the content. So how far is the school, the primary school, from the streets, so on. You have that content, Google is gonna give you a beautiful feature snippet. So what is a feature snippet? It's a Google product that right now is really kind of important. Why? Because most of the people are not clicking anymore on any results of the first page of Google, on any results. Really? Can you uh, walk us through that real quick? And there's a couple questions because you're throwing a bunch of stuff and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewind. So real quick. No, 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 yes. no, this is good. I want to just touch on but one thing on the avatar first. Folks, the generalist, the jack of all trades is the master of absolutely zero zilch. Like you can't just be the buyer's agent that services anyone from 21 years old to 75 years of age and you get along with everyone in between. Like that doesn't fucking work anymore. You have to, part of content is personality, but the other part of it is getting found. The personality will convert it. That's where the, a lot of the stuff that we do comes in, but where you have to get found to pop up first to have the opportunity, you need the opportunity to, to basically make an impression on somebody. So when we're talking about the avatar, it's like, okay, figure out who the hell you're really creating that piece of content for which is really why you need to define what your own brand is to begin with. But if you're going to be like a mom type realtor, chances are you're probably creating a lot of content on schools, parks, stuff that parents would look up for. So what we're talking about is getting really granular on that and really dialing that in and owning like this very specific phrase and knowing who you're creating the content with. Like everyone wants to create, like in my world too, everyone's create one video that services every possible, just like so it's say they did one. And it's like, no, you cannot do that. You have to create one video campaign for every type of conversation you're trying to have. Same with content here. If you're going to create a blog or whatever it is, you have to create one piece directly addressing that problem. So that's awesome. Let's go. Now let's go into the feature snippet part. So what you're saying is that the search habits of consumers in general have totally changed. And people aren't yeah. clicking on page one of results. Even the non-paid ones, like the organic, they're not clicking as much on anymore. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. That's interesting. Actually, I had no idea. Yes. Well, 10 years ago, you have your keyword research, you have your, your keyword, you have your internal backlinking, and you can receive a position, a ranking. So that's how SEO was working uh, 10 years ago, six years ago. Right now, things have changed a lot. Because most of the people, the intention of the people has changed because Google has changed a lot of their algorithms. Uh, right now, they have another kind of positions at the beginning, which are called, for experts, the zero position. The zero position are the location, the map that you, that you have when you are searching for something specifically local, a restaurant, 
or a hotel, whatever, or a photography, a, a picture when you're searching for, I don't know, a recipe or something, a video, or you have a specific information about, I don't know, a celebrity, about a, a, a brand. But Google has introduced, like three years ago, a specific format for a content request that is called feature snippet. So if you have a question, Google can reward you with a beautiful box. It's, it's big. There are three types of feature snippet. The first one is the paragraph, only with words uh, there that are already explaining the question, are answering the question, the main question that you, that you have. The second time is the list feature snippet. They have eight items there, so uh, eight numbers, eight, eight points. And the third one is the table feature snippet, which is perfectly for uh, e-commerces, for real estate businesses. So that's my point there. When you, uh, we made our research here in uh, SEMrush based on 80 million feature snippets and uh, what are the keywords? Which are the keywords that are triggering those feature snippets? Yeah. And we found out that the keyword price or co the comparison keywords are activated. That, that makes a lot table. of sense. Let me share with you this. So that's what I had. So my number one piece of content when I was still in production as a real estate agent was Chicago closing costs. And then more specifically, Chicago buyer closing costs. Chicago seller closing costs. And this was like three, four years ago. And I would rank number one. I ranked nationally on closing costs, but Chicago closing costs, I'd hit number one. And it was a snippet. I didn't know what the hell it was. I'm like, how did I get that placement? How the hell did I get that placement? And it took the blog post image and the summary of the paragraph right there. But it was the, I was getting two to 3,000 organic uh, hits a month just off of that. And that one blog post was awesome as a gift that just kept on giving. But that makes sense because it was talking about price, Chicago closing costs. Yeah. Does that, that totally makes a lot of sense. Oh yes, definitely. Most of the people are thinking, uh, and, and this is kind of true, that this type of results are stealing the traffic that they need to have. But uh, actually this is something really good because you have the possibility to earn this feature snippet if you have the right format of the content. So you just, the thing that you need to do to have, for example, the paragraph feature snippet is to have the H1, the title, so you can write there the question, the keeper local uh, request, the search query in the question. How far is the private school from the Elm Street in California? You have that one, and then you need to answer in 46 words or 262 characters. So that's the right format for earning that feature snippet for that exact, exact uh, Does it search all have query. to be H1? That's just no, the title's got to be H1. The 206 characters in the paragraph immediately below it? Immediately below okay. it, yes. So let me... Uh, an H1, an H2, an H3, an H4, an H6, whatever. So the most popular... URL with the largest amount of feature snippets that we found was in one single URL, 5,000 feature snippets. Wow. So that's a lot of information. You just I'm, need to- I'm gonna start doing this. Product. I'm gonna start doing this with all my content right off the bat. So here folks, here's what we're saying. Let me just regurgitate that because me and Fernando here just went on a little bit of a nerd rant. So really quick, when you're, when you're titling and you're wording things and you're writing a blog post, you have different sizes and H1 is the largest size. It's basically your font size from writing a blog post. H1 is the largest size. But what he's saying is, is that you have 206 characters to answer the question that is the title and the H1 of it. So that 206 characters has to be extremely focused on answering that question. And if you do a good job, you're more likely to appear on that snippet is what we're saying. Is that right? 
Yeah. Uh, does the keyword need to be repeated in the snippet, or does it just need to answer the question? Needs to answer the question only. But there is there is something else there. There is this uh, probability report that we also created to earn that feature snippet. You need to be ranking at least in the first page of Google. So still, sure. you need to have at least the first, second, third, or the tenth position. But that's the difficult part, right? But for most of these long tail keywords, they don't have any of those ranked because they are really, really long tail. So you can be there like in two days or three months, depends of, the, of your search query. But those are the kind of the bad news. The good news is that Google also created another type of results that I'll call people also ask. That's another type of results that are included in all the other feature snippets, uh, surf features, for example, the photographies, the videos, also the feature snippets, the, the local results. So with any other surf feature or Google products that appears at the beginning at the surf position of the first page of results, they have also these people also ask results. We found that also that the format of these people also ask results is the same as the feature snippet. So in any case, you can have you can earn or the feature snippet or go to the people also ask or, or earn the people also ask result. And the conditions to have a people also ask result are none. So you can create content right now and Google, you can rank in the 101 page of Google. Google is going to take that result and it's going to include that in the people also ask result. So that's a opportunity for everyone here. Wow. I, I was doing an experiment with the students from uh, Australia, from the Monash University, uh, creating uh, results. People also ask pieces of content using the 262 words, uh, uh, characters, and Google indexed that content and uh, reward us with the people also ask results in two hours. So that's something really, wow. really useful that is happening right now. Yes. Let me ask you this. What if you have old content on your site? Would you go back and re-edit and update everything to ask a comparison question in the title and then answer the question in the first 206 characters? That's a great question. Yes, definitely. That's the way we are doing it. Actually, here in SEMrush, we, we have five different blogs in English, Spanish, Italian, German, Portuguese. And we have so many con old content that we just need to repurpose and to just reformat the old content with this new strategy. Of course, this type of content is not meant to be for every piece of content, right. only for those pieces of content where you are offering something. So here we need to establish something. We are offering something to everyone, so they're going to receive knowledge. That's uh, information. That's awareness, right? We're putting all our strategy in the buyer journey. So we have the awareness. Then we have the informational parts. So yeah, this is, this is what we're what we're saying here. Like this is this podcast. Like I don't know if you guys realize how valuable this information is. It is gigantic. I'm gonna actually start doing this. Like here's my. I have. I think I have 80 blog posts on my site, and I've written everything I could pretty much write. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I've written every bit of content. I don't have much more content to go. So what I'm doing is I've been going back through all my old content putting videos on them, you know, I'm, I'm repurposing all the old context. There's really nothing more to recreate. I feel like I have mostly, I can't even think of anything else to write, but folks, what we're talking about is basically just going back to whatever piece of content you have. Here's the, here's what I want everyone to get at. No matter what you're creating, create shit that compares and contrasts price areas, features, benefits, value. Is that fair to say? Yeah. 
And basically, when you're creating a piece of content today, and let's go through and give some examples, because this is awesome. This is fucking really awesome. So let me go through some examples. Basically, your mindset needs to be in the way of a compare and contrast, a comparison. This is why we create shows with our video content. We create shows to do that. I didn't know it had a Google ranking benefit with it. All right, so basically, you're always comparing something, whether it's, let's, let's do a neighborhood series. Tell me if I'm, I'm right on it, right? Yeah. The cost of living in Del Mar versus Encinitas. Is that a good title? Oh, yes. Okay. If three people are searching for that, one of them for sure are going to buy that because that's something that is like the last part of the funnel. So, yes, definitely. So, what about um, the average cost of living in, insert name? Let me put you like this. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's organize all, all yeah, the things. Yeah, is there a template, like a template, like keyword phrase you can use to just fill in the blank? Yes. Like, yes. So, let's walk through that. Yeah, let, let me go uh, for there. There are three stages of the buyer's funnel. The first one is awareness. So everything that is related to make noise on the internet. So for those feature snippets, uh, you need to use the question keywords. So what, where, when, all the question keywords. So what is best, uh, how to, oh, actually the, the how to are, are just brilliant. All the question keywords. If you already have a post with question keywords, those are uh, needed are meant to be used for awareness. So how to buy a house from these guys, how to, I don't know, get a mortgage for this bank to, to another one. So you're getting awareness. So you're getting uh, masses of people. The second stage is the comparison, uh, sorry, the, is the consideration stage. So with the consideration stage, you are not using any more the question keywords. You are using the preposition keywords. So what are the preposition keywords? So preposition for, with, without. So you're being more specific with your search query. That means that you are entering to a more informative space here. Houses with pools, apartments with two rooms, with kitchen. So you're using this preposition. So this type of content is meant to be more specific, right? So houses with pool in the streets, something, something. Or apartments with a great view, with the mountain view, you're using only prepositions. The last part, the last stage, which is the decision stage, the funnel, is the decision keywords. So for the decision keywords, you are using the comparison keywords or the prices keywords. So comparison, this house, this street compared to this one, uh, the prices, the price of the street one versus the street two. So that's pretty much it. Three type of keywords. Uh, questions, prepositions, and comparison keywords. Those are the whole funnel. You're saying that if you're going to create content, you should have a little bit of all. Yes, yes. And you were mentioning that you have 80 pieces of, uh, 80 blocks, right? 80 mm -hmm. with, with content. You can select the ones that you have with questions, the ones you, you have with uh, prepositions, and the ones you have with um, Got it. prices or with comparison. Most of the people, we were searching this as well, they don't have any prices or comparison keywords are ranking. So how you pretend to sell something if you don't, you don't, if you don't have people uh, engage with the, the last part of the funnel. So you need to have those as well. So let me ask you this though, for an average real estate agent that doesn't have a ton of time to create this bit of content, like an, a real estate agent or a lender or a title rep, they're probably going to maybe be able to create one to two pieces of content a month, realistically speaking. Yeah. So doesn't it make more sense for them to go out and just try to create the content that's going to rank the most by doing the comparisons right off the bat? 
Because a lot of them won't have the time or wherewithal to create the how-tos or all that. Or are you saying to get your overall site to come up, you need all three of these? Well, in the perfect world, three of them is perfect. Most of the big companies, big agencies, they are using that already. If I can mention some of our best cases, for example, we have Booking.com, we have Airbnb. They have selected teams, specific teams, working on repurposing their, their content to earn feature snippets because they know that the owners of the properties, maybe they are going to create that content, but they are just uh, investing so much uh, money, the resources, to earn that, uh, that results first. Because right now, it's not about who is the biggest one. It's about who is the first one, who is the fastest one. You need to invest here your time just to have one of them will be already great. But I will say you need to have the in the decision stage at least the product, the final product that you're trying to sell with the comparison or with the price. What is the price? How to pay? Uh, sorry, not, no question at all. What is the price or a comparison keyword? Makes a lot of sense. So let's put this. Uh, so we're basically saying there's three different types of content to create, at least from an SEO perspective, folks. Content piece number one are going to be like the how-tos. So we create a lot of, we have like a six-step series, a six-step buyer series that we'll create for people, which is the how-tos. It's like the how to buy a house, how to sell a house. But those are generalized search terms. Like you're competing against nationalized terms at that point. However, that content is still necessary to have on your site because you shouldn't be able to tell someone how to do what you do for a living. The second set of keywords is going to be more of like without and with. So basically now going a little bit further with those. So how to sell your house without hiring a real estate agent. How to uh, sell your house without taking more than 30 days, for example, or some. Or how to sell your house without leaving any money on the table. They're a little bit more specific. Uh, yeah, with prepositions. And, and we have other prepositions like for, like, for example. Got it. And then the last are the, the, the super granular ones are the ones when people are actually, it makes a lot of sense. So the last bit of content's like compare and contrast. So you could do this with schools. I, I think the best use for realtors, tell me if you agree with this or not, would probably be on neighborhoods and speaking more so on uh, different locations and lifestyles that people are searching for. Because I, I could tell you that as a buyer or as a, as a relocation person from Chicago to San Diego, I could not find any information on schools, believe it or not. More so on like, I wanted to see what the school looked like almost. And I didn't know the difference. Like little things right. like the school we settled on, to give you guys an idea, the only reason we did it was because it was the smallest class size of kids, which probably mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense, right? I probably should have done an article on that or, or, yeah. or a piece of content on that. So it's just a matter of getting in that habit of, of thinking of compare and contrast. Very interesting. That makes a lot of sense. What do you think and let's just go and give people some search terms that they could start creating content on so we could give them a guideline to sort of go by. Because that's the number one question I get. What do I create content on and how often? I'm actually in the middle of creating a keyword research giveaway, white paper, if you will, that we could just give the people to say, look, if you want to do a neighborhood, just here's one neighborhood, just duplicate this process, create these five pieces of content in this neighborhood and just go to the next neighborhood, then go to the next, then go to the next, then go to the next. So let's walk through that if you, if you don't mind and let's see what, uh, where would we start? Let's start with neighborhoods. What type of content should we get? And then we could leave like insert, let's come up with like a, a theme, if you will, like a headline, a, a snippet that we could just interchange different neighborhoods or cities or locations with. Yes, I will, uh, I, I will start with the questions or with the intention of a question, best places for living with kids, for example. Or the best, the best eco locations for renting a house, 
So or almost where, like a best of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be something for, for awareness. So it's like, it's like a question. The, the intention there is, is, is the question. So that can be the title, the main title. Inside of that, the H1 can be all the questions. How to find the best places? What is the best, a house or an apartment? Where to find the transport? So all those question keywords must be included there. Interesting. So basically you could do the best place to... The best place to buy a house in San Diego. And then in San Diego, you have all the questions of, yeah, the how-tos. How to determine the best school. How to do this. How to do that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, Where to dude. find, or how, how many supermarkets are around this area. How many grocery stores. Think of the lifestyle and what people... I think where a lot of real estate agents get confused by is that real estate agents think they need to create the content on the how of the process, but that's not really what most people are looking for online. They're looking more for the lifestyle of our products and services that we sell, which is houses. So when people are online, I agree. I think that more people are searching into like the lifestyle attributes of where they're going to go to as opposed to how it takes to get there. Like people are more like, that's why I think closing costs always ranked for me because people wanted to know what the costs were right off the bat, but nobody really wanted to know like the articles that wouldn't rank were some of my best pieces of content, like how to position your house three different ways to sell it for top dollar. No one searches for that. That was the problem. That's true. What we are doing right now is like selecting uh, really broad search queries, right? Because in, in the real life, people are very specific with their search queries. We have a tool inside of SEMrush that is called Topic Research. So this, this tool, I, I believe many users can com- compare it or can use a similar tool that is, that is called Answer the Public. Yeah. So you have Answer the Public or you can use uh, Topic Research, which is inside uh, SEMrush. The difference is Answer the Public is giving you all the questions related to a single topic, which is perfect for creating this type of content. So you can create, buy a house or, I don't know, a rental houses, rental apartments, whatever. And these uh, tools are going to tell you all the questions related to this topic that are a good match for it. But in the case of SEMrush, we're going to give you also the trend of these questions. So maybe nobody is going to rent a house on December or November, but, but all the people are renting only in, in, in July or, or in August. So we're telling you also the trending and the volume. How many people are searching for that search term? So you're giving uh, the results of which question to actually answer versus guess. Answer yes. the Public, guys, is a uh, free tool you could log on to. It's Answer the Public, no www in front of it. But if you log yeah. on to it, it'll give you all of the questions. Like, you could just type in, like, buy a house, and then it'll give you, like, every question that people basically type into Google. But what it doesn't do is it'll give you, like, 500 results. Then you're like, fuck, which one do I shoot? Which one do I do first? So you guys are yeah. saying S- SEM Rush actually goes the extra step and says, this one gets 5,000 search results. This one gets five. So don't do the one with five. Do the one with 5,000. Yeah, what, that's, that, that's the main, main difference. And also, we're getting these results not for the whole year, but from the very same moment that you are uh, entering the, the search query. So for today, for, for now. So right now, I just entered the, the, the search query by a house, which is a very broad one. And the top 10 uh, questions, just listen to, the, to a couple of them. The, the main question is, what is the best mortgage calculator in the USA? So before searching for the house, people are searching how much this is going to cost me. So they're searching for mortgage calculations. And the amount of people searching for that today is 55,000 people. Wow. So if we see that people are searching for the term mortgage calculator, then that means you guys should probably be 
something to say like the best mortgage calculator to use when buying in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Is that pretty precise? And then with that mortgage calculator, how I would pitch it, be like, you know what? You should probably shouldn't use a mortgage calculator. The best mortgage calculator is a human connection. Great. Yes. That's a great uh, content for a, for a feature snippet. The second one is what is the best place to find homes for sale? So wow. directories, marketplaces. So it also makes sense. So people are, are searching for this. And the third one in the list is how to get the best mortgage uh, rates. Okay, so so let's, do them, uh, let's do them each. I could just script a video in my head. So let's do the first one. It was the first one was always to find the best properties for sale. Okay. Yeah. So here's, here's, a, here's a concept, guys. At least if you're on YouTube. Congratulations on buying a house. You're probably, congratulations on buying a house. But if you're like most number of people, you're super confused on where the hell you should start looking for that house. Should you go on Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, Homes.com? Should you go to Realtor? Should you go to Realtor's website? I don't know about you, but I'm fucking confused. Are you too? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas. The purpose of this video is I'm going to show you the best places, the top three places to look for a house for sale. It's got the most accurate results, blah, 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 blah. Right? Is that, are we getting the hang of it? Yes. Actually, that's a really great use of this kind of, of topics, of sentences, because you can have your content calendar for the rest of the year. Because inside of, of this broad topic that we enter at the beginning, buy a house, we have about 12,000 questions. So you have content for, oh my God, a lot, lot of time. One of the questions I really like as well here is one very logical, but I never figured it out, is do I need to do a final inspection when purchasing a house? So there are very specific questions here that people are doing, and these questions are really great for being on that feature snippet. So those are like, yeah, do you need to do a final inspection when you buy a house? Yes, you absolutely must do a final inspection when you buy a house because you know you, the average time you spent in that house before you made the decision to buy it was less than 15 minutes. That means you didn't test the furnace, the water, toilets, and all the other above. So if you want to know what you're buying, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Here's what I want you to get out of this show. Some of the stuff we went through, as you know, is very high level, but some of it wasn't. At the end of the day, here's what this comes down to. There's a big change going in 2020 and beyond. It's been happening. Like if you're not creating content, you are not going to have a brand. The world is way too fucking noisy and you have to create content to stay relevant in some way, shape or form. It could be you snapping pictures on social media. It could be you blogging. It could be you getting on video. It doesn't matter. You need to do something to remind people what it is that you do for a living. And for those of you that are going to be proactive about it, you will actually create content that not only just reminds people what you do for a living, but that you could also multi-purpose for purposes of this podcast, like getting found. It's not just about creating content to check a box because Tom Ferry or Gary Vee said, hey, go get on video. It's about creating content that represents your brand and that keeps you at the forefront, but then multi-purposing that content to also get found. That's how you run a business, virtually how everyone does it, whether you're in real estate, mortgage, if you're a retailer, it doesn't matter. It's all the same process. Very, very cool show. And here's another thing I want you to get. Focus on comparisons. Like that was the number one thing I saw today was focus on answering those questions and focus on creating comparison content mm -hmm. for your clients and for your local community. Very, very, very cool stuff. This is the end of the show here. Uh, Fernando, we want to go ahead and give you guys the uh, floor here. Go ahead, take it away. If you guys need help with things, these guys have a tool that basically walks you through how to do this shit. So go ahead, Fernando. Uh, there, there's one last bonus that I, that I want to give to all all listeners here. And th this is an experiment. I, I never did this in the past, but I have my Google device here. And I w just want to ask a question. Hey, Google, do I need home insurance? These are the top results. 
Well, I'm in Prague, but I believe in the United States. Oh, yes, I need to speak Czech here. In the United States, the result will be, yes, you need the insurance from these this and these companies. And that result uh, from voice search has been taken from a feature snippet. So that's Ooh. the kind of big... The voice, the big the voice search is going to be off feature snippets. Yes. Wow. Yes. That, folks, right off the bat is gigantic. If you follow Gary Vee and a lot of those guys, like you know that that's what everyone's talking about is voice, Alexa, Siri, all of these yeah. voice activations. Very cool. Very, very cool. Cool, man. Well, let us know. Uh, let our listeners know how they could reach you guys if they want more information. Yes. If you want more information, just follow us on our uh, social media channels um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you prefer, LinkedIn, SamRush.com, uh, SamRush on every, on every single social media channel. Or you, if you want to follow me, just find Fernando Angulo. I'm also everywhere. Any questions are really, really great to us. Cool. Thank you, folks, for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. You guys know where to find us, realestatemarketingdude.com. Let us help you get your content in line and, more importantly, consistent. Folks, we will help build you a series. We'll even run your damn YouTube ads and retargeting ads. I mean, we'll do anything you want with content creation. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call us because there's no more excuses for you not doing it because we made it so damn easy. My eight-year-old shoots my damn videos. And if you can't even do that, you're in the goddamn wrong business. So thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, subscribing. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week on another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Thanks, Fernando. That was awesome stuff today. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next week. Bye-bye. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.